Galatians chapter number 6. had several thoughts over the last few days on my heart out of this Scripture. and If you were here this morning, I tried to, my best by the help of the Lord to preach on don't miss your opportunity of salvation. And appreciate the Lord helping us this morning. But I want to look again at verse number 10 and read the Scripture and uh, try to maybe deal with the other couple of things that the Lord had put on my heart. I tried to pray about the service tonight and this kept coming back to my heart and so I don't really know what else to do but to try to follow the Lord and give you what's on our heart tonight and hope that it will help you. This morning we preached uh, to sinners and we want to try tonight maybe to preach to those of us that are saved, the church, and uh, look at the opportunities that we have uh, from the Lord that we should make the most of. Galatians chapter 6, and uh, I want to just read again verse number 10. If you found your place and you'd like to, we'll stand together and rest from your seats and respect and reverence the reading of the Word of God. Galatians chapter 6, of course, in this chapter, uh, we didn't really go over much context this morning, didn't feel led to uh, the way the Lord was working and moving in the direction that He had for us to go. But here in uh, Galatians chapter 6, Paul uh, is uh, writing to those who are saved. He starts off verse number 1 with the word brethren. And uh, so he's talking about our Christian duties uh, to those who are around us. He speaks about restoration in verse number 1, and we don't really hear much preaching about that in these days. We don't hear or see much of this being demonstrated and going on, but the Bible said that it is a sign or an evidence of someone that is spiritual that they can restore a brother that's fallen. And then Paul talks about bearing one another's burdens. In verse number 2, and in verse number 6, he talks about communicating unto him that teacheth. And the word communicate means to contribute or to support. So he's dealing here with our duties to one another and to those around us. Here in verse number 10, the Bible said, As we have, therefore, opportunity... Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. We mentioned this morning about the definition of this word opportunity as Paul is dealing with our duties to those around us. That The definition of the word opportunity is the right time or a limited period of time. We mentioned the old saying is, as the opportunity presents itself. And we made mention of the fact about salvation that uh, you can't make the opportunity, but you can either take it or miss it. And I want to go on tonight and mention a couple of other things if the Lord uh, would help me for just a few minutes and you'd pray for me. Uh, about some opportunities that are coming our way uh, that we ought to take and not miss. 
And first of all, I want to say that we ought to take the opportunity of service. That we ought to serve when we're given the opportunity. Now, when I say serve, I'm going to talk tonight specifically about serving the Lord. And I want to say that if we're going to serve Him in the true measure of the Word, it's going to take Him giving us the opportunity to serve Him. It's not going to be something we drum up. It's not going to be something we put together or muster within our own self, but as the opportunity to publicly, is what I'm preaching about tonight, to publicly serve Him, as the opportunity is given, we ought not to miss the opportunity, but we ought to take it. I began to think about Mary as she come in under the house where Jesus was. The Bible said that she brought an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she anointed his head with the oil, and she wiped his feet with her tears and her hair, and Jesus said she chose the good part and sat at his feet. Now, she did not make the opportunity he came to where she was and the reality is this I want you to hear me for just a little while tonight I thought about we mentioned this morning about the fact that about salvation that it could be our last opportunity well the reality looking at the scriptures in the period of time that Mary served the Lord it was her last opportunity Now she didn't know it was her last opportunity. But she worshipped and served him as if it was her last opportunity. She didn't hold anything back. She didn't just open the lid of the box and get a little bit out and give to him. But the Bible said she broke the box and she didn't save or keep back anything. That's what the Apostle Paul said when he called for the elders of the church at Ephesus. He said, I want you to know that I've kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. And I want to get down to the end of life's journey, be it today, tomorrow, or 50 years from now, and be able to look back with no regret and say I didn't keep back anything. I don't want to put my box on the shelf. I don't want to just get a little bit here and a little bit there. But when the opportunity presents itself, I want to break the box and serve him with everything in me, give him everything I've got and walk away with no regret. There were those in the house that day that walked away with great regret because they did not serve him while they had the opportunity. But I'm going to say Mary had a lot of things about her past, a lot of things we could quarrel and question, but she walked away on this day with no regret, having given everything she had in service to the Lord. And it was in such a fact. Now here's the Lord. He's in the house of Simon the leper. He is there with Mary and Martha and with Lazarus. Simon's also present and the disciples. And the Lord doesn't say anything 
about the disciples. He doesn't say anything about Lazarus. He doesn't say anything about Simon. He doesn't say anything about Martha except the fact to call to her attention that she's too distracted and too pulled apart and too cumbered about. But he does say something about Mary and he said she's chosen the good part and it shall not be taken from her. And one the gospel said he they began to murmur and complain about this woman and he said leave her alone. He said she had done what she could. She has come and anointed my body for the burying. Jesus said this is the last chance. And he said where this gospel's preached over the whole world of this that she had done shall be mentioned out for a memorial of her. That's something, ain't it? But I want you to listen to what the Lord said in the Gospel of Mark. He said, The poor you have with you always, and whithersoever ye will, you can do them good. But he said, But me you have not always. And so what he's saying is, this was the opportunity. A bunch of people missed their opportunity, but Mary took the opportunity to serve the Lord. I wonder how different our services would be if we, and I'm saying we, put myself at the top rung of the ladder. If we come in every service and treated it as if it may be our last. I wonder how our services would be. I wonder what kind of serving we would do. And not just in here. If the only time you ever serve him is in here, you probably don't serve him very much. But I wonder if every day we woke with the morning, if we looked at that day, I understand. I do understand that the Lord's coming. We're to live as though he's coming. I also understand we can't be foolish about it and make no preparation for tomorrow. But I understand there are some things that have to be made, but I'm talking about serving him, giving him everything that we have. If we walk with every day and purposed in our heart to serve him as if it was the last day, I wonder what kind of day we'd have. I'd say our days would be a lot better. I'd say they'd be a whole lot more accomplished in our day. I'd say God would probably get a whole lot more glory out of us through the day. And I wonder tonight, as the Lord makes opportunity, and as the opportunity presents itself, for you to serve Him, will you take the opportunity, or will you miss it? Will you be a Mary, or will you be a Martha? Will you be one of them that's so distracted, that's so busy, so overoccupied? That's what the word cumbered means, to be overoccupied. Will you be so overoccupied with all the things that are going on in this world that you miss your opportunity to serve Him? Will you be so distracted with what everybody else is doing? That's where the disciples were. They were so distracted by this woman that they didn't serve him. They were too caught up in what she was doing. And I'm afraid in this day, many of the people of God are so caught up in what everybody else is doing that we've lost sight of him and we've missed our opportunity to serve him. Yeah. Paul said, as we have, therefore, opportunity. 
that right time, that limited period of time, and to serve Him, let's take the opportunity and not miss it. But then I want to say, and I'll be done. I just have two things on my heart. I won't keep you very long. I'll be honest, I'm physically about wore out. I wasn't too tired. At the end of the meeting, Brother Tim, I talked to him. I called him on Friday. Brother Mibby had called me and he said, I bet you're tired. And I said, to be honest with you, I'm really not. I feel okay. But yesterday, it hit me. And I'm not asking for sympathy or pity. I'm just telling you, physically, I'm about shocked. And my voice is about wore out. But I thought about here in the Scripture where the, we can say not to miss our opportunity of service, but here in the context, Paul says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good. Let us sacrifice. To do good requires sacrifice. And Paul said we're to do good to all men. The saved and the unsaved. See here in the church at Galatia, there were some who had come in and were trying to revert these believers back to the law and to Judaism. And the Jews were notorious for ostracizing anybody who was not of the Jewish order of faith and they would not do any good to anybody outside their own people. And so Paul stresses after he has preached to them that there is not another gospel, that it is not of works, that it is not by keeping the law, but it is by the finished work of Christ at Calvary, and that we're saved by grace through faith, plus nothing, minus nothing. Then he reminds them that they're to do good to all men. This is not the first time in the Bible this phrase, do good, is mentioned. Paul, or whoever you believe to be the writer of Hebrews, will mention it again in Hebrews 13. At the end of the close of the book, when he's finishing out the letter, exhorting the Hebrew believers, and he says, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices... So for me to tell you tonight that it is a sacrifice to do good is not my opinion. It is the Scripture. He said to do good and communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. So I want to say tonight that we ought not to miss our opportunity to sacrifice. Now the word sacrifice is not a popular word in this day. And many times when we think about sacrificing or we think about doing good, the first thing that comes to our mind is our billfold or our pocketbook. And usually because that's the first thing that comes to our mind and because we're flesh, we get a really closed mind really quick. But there's more to doing good And there's more to sacrificing than treasure. Sometimes it may be that God brings an opportunity to you to sacrifice to do good and it just might require a little of your time. That we need to slow down. And I want you to notice 
that I said we. I'm as busy as anybody else and sometimes I find myself too busy and I miss the opportunities that God puts before me to do good to all men and especially to those, Paul said, who are of the household of faith. Now you say, what does that mean, preacher? Well, as I studied this verse and I began to ask the Lord, this is how the Lord put it in my heart. I think what Paul's saying is the fact that if you're saved, we're all in the same family. And it ought to come natural to us to love our family and to want to help our family. And there ought to be a special excitement and encouragement to us as the people of God for us to be given the opportunity to do good to them who are of the household of faith who are in the same family as we are. But we ought not to be prejudiced just to those in the church. But Paul said, do good to all men. Now as I began to study this thing about doing good, and this doing good is a sacrifice. This doing good is given, whether it be given of our monetary possessions, given of ourself, given of our time, whatever it may be, it is a sacrifice. And it's mentioned many, many times in the Word of God to do good. And every time it's mentioned, it always plays back to this verse. And it is a doing good. It is a supporting. It is an encouraging. It is a strengthening. It is an exhorting. It is a helping work of the people of God or to either those who are of the family of God or those who are outside the family of God because it is a sacrifice that God is well pleased with. And as I began to study doing good, I was running references in the Bible and it brought to light the scripture that we have quoted and said so many times, but it brought it in a new light to me as I began to study today again about God putting this on my heart where the Bible said in the book of James unto him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it's sin. So if I'm interpreting that right and reading that right in the context of the Scripture, letting the Bible commentate on the Bible, that means when God puts an opportunity before us to do good and we don't do it, it becomes sin in our life. Oh me. Oh me. What is it that's causing us to miss the opportunity. Are we so busy we don't even see the opportunity? I feel that's probably where a lot of people, myself included at times, where we all fall in. We're so busy. The Lord brings the opportunity and we don't even see it. Much less take the time to take it. We miss it all together. We're too busy. We don't have time to stop. We don't have time to make the phone call. We don't have time to check. We don't have time to do this. We don't have time to do that. But according to the Word of God, we know to do good. We have been told that it is with such sacrifices that God is well pleased. And when we fail to do good, when we fail to take the opportunity, it is sin unto us. 
Oh me. And the Lord put it on my heart, don't miss the opportunity. I preached this morning on don't miss the opportunity to be saved. But I'm preaching to us tonight that are saved. That is the context of this scripture. It was written to those that were saved. Paul is telling us that God is setting opportunities before us. See, the Galatian people had been misled into another doctrine. They had called it another salvation, another gospel. Paul said there's not another gospel. He said if I or an angel of God preach anything other than that you've received, he said let him be a curse. He said I marvel your soul soon removed to another gospel which is not another. There is not another. And these people have become so caught up in everything else, they had missed the opportunities to do good. And oftentimes in the work, now there are times, now I want you to hear me now, God is the one who sets up the opportunities. I believe that. I believe I have Bible for that. In the scripture, Paul writes to a church and he says, talking about his support that another church had given and supported him while he labored and ministered with them because that specific church lacked opportunity. And that's the word he used. He said it wasn't in your ability. It wasn't brought before you. God understood. He didn't open that door. He didn't bring it before you. He didn't give you the opportunity. But he said he gave another church the opportunity. And they didn't quarrel and they didn't fuss. They just took the opportunity and gave as unto the Lord. And God blessed it for your account. Now I want to bring that down to us and I'm done. I wonder in our days how blessed and I'm not saying serving God for the blessings you understand that but I wonder sometimes what blessings we would have if we would take the opportunities that God sets before us and do good in sacrifice, whether it be our treasure, our time, whatever it is, if we would take the opportunity. Sometimes the opportunities that the Lord lays before us, we don't understand. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. I'm going to be honest with you. There have been times that the Lord, in days gone by, has said, I want you to give so and so, this much money and it was all I had in my pocket. But it's either take the opportunity and do good and be well pleasing in the eyes of God or miss the opportunity and it becomes sin unto us. And there have been times that I have done and been times to my shame and if you'd be honest, probably yours, that I have not done. But I can look back and remember times I have done and then the Lord sent in as much or more that He asked of me to give and I gave from the right spirit. I said, Lord, I don't understand it, but I know it's coming from You. I don't have to understand it. It don't have to make sense. I just know this is what You said to do and do it. 
Many times we miss the opportunity because we're trying to make it work to our budget or to our understanding. If you know it came from God, just do it and trust Him to take care of the rest. That's right. Because it could be you. See, that's what Paul really admonished these Galatians is when they're doing what they're doing for the glory of God, they're to consider their self. And the reality that if if the if it was turned around, if you were the person and you needed God to use somebody to do good for you, you would desire that they would obey God and help you. And so when it's God speaking to you, you ought to obey and do good to them, considering it could be you one day. And I've been on both ends. And if you've been saved for any length of time, you've probably been on both ends too. I've been on the end where it was me that God was asking for me to give. And then there have been days when I was the one that needed and God talked to somebody else and thank God they took the opportunity and did good. That's right. I could go back and tell you and I'm not going to tonight, I'm done. I could go back tonight and tell you story after story after story after story about times that I needed something from the Lord, monetary things, and God provided because somebody was willing to take the opportunity that was set before them to do good. And I don't know what God did for them, but I know He blessed them because He blessed me through them. There have been days, that I remember one instance, and I, I'm just going to share this and I'll be done. I remember one instance, I had resigned the church that I was at and was in between churches. And uh, things were tight. Really tight. I didn't say much about it. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't feel the need to burden her. I just tried to carry the burden. And the house payment was due. And it wasn't there. I had part of it, but I didn't have it all. I lacked $300. And I went into church that morning and I preached. And I, not, not what the church did, but I came back out to the car. And on top of the console was $300. I don't know who put it there, but I know God was working and He brought the opportunity to somebody and they did good. I remember one time the insurance was due. And if you've been here and been under my preaching for any length of time, you've heard this story. But I feel like I need to tell it again. You may be here tonight and you may be the one that's in need of somebody to do good to you. And it may be that God has that individual in this building to do the good and God's bringing the opportunity. And sometimes we need to be reminded of what doing good to the people of God does not only for us and for God, but also for them. And the insurance was doing there's no money to pay it. None. And I knew and I was doing the best I could. It wasn't that we were out spending and wasting. The money just wasn't there. And I went to the mailbox and there's a letter in there from the insurance company and I knew what it was. 
I thought I did. I knew what it was. Here's a notice of cancellation for non-payment. Open up the, uh, the envelope. And it said, uh, Dear Mr. Buchanan, we'd like to thank you for your payment on your insurance policy ending in card number, whatever it was, and I got my wallet out. I don't know how your faith is, but I know how mine is sometimes. I got my wallet out, and I didn't have a card with them numbers on it. And I picked up the phone, and I called the insurance company because I knew everybody in the office, and I said, listen, I got a letter, and I don't have this card. I didn't make this payment. Do you know anything about it? She said, I don't. But she called another lady's name. She said, I'll get you to her. I think she knows something about it. And she picked up the phone. I called her name. I said, listen, I got this letter in the mail, and it said I made a payment on my insurance policy with this card number. I don't have this card. I didn't make this payment. I don't know what it is. Do you know anything about it? And she said, yes, sir, I do. The Lord did it and hung up the phone. I don't know who it was to this day, but my wife will vouch for me for years. If that receipt hung on our refrigerator and it was a memorial unto us that God can work through His people if we would be willing to do good and to communicate and not to forget it, not to let the opportunity pass by and to be a blessing to others and bring glory to God. Don't miss the opportunity. And I want to say tonight, and I'm done if you've ever been on the other side and been the one that needed somebody to do good, it is a shame, and I'm preaching to myself too, it is a shame for us to miss the opportunity of knowing what it is to be on the other side needing somebody to do good to us. And it may not be money. I know we, we zero in on that and a lot of times that's what it is. People need help. But it may just be that somebody needs a call on the phone. It may just be that somebody needs us to stop what we're doing or to take an hour out of our time. It won't kill us and to drive to their house or pull up in their driveway and say, I just want you to know that I love you and I care about you and I've come to tell you that and to pray with you and go back to the house. That could be all they need. But let's take the opportunity. I mean, we are so technologically advanced in this world. It don't take long to let somebody know that we love them and we're praying for them. I'm not saying if God tells you to get in the car and go there, a text won't do and a phone call won't do. If God said get in the car and go there, you better get in the car and go there. I don't care if gas is $22 a gallon. If that's what God says to do, you better do it. But there have been times in my life that somebody's just been brought to my heart and I felt sufficient under the leadership of God that a call or a text was what they needed. And how long does it take just to call or text somebody and let them know you love them and you're praying for them? And it don't have to just be somebody in this church. If God brings anybody to your heart, saved or unsaved, you ought to do what God said for you to do. That's what Paul said, do good to all men. All men. God don't bring them people to your mind for no reason. They're needing something. And it doesn't matter if we know. It's not our business. It's not our business. 
It's our business to do good. I got up the other morning, and I'm not bragging on me, I'm just trying to preach, and I'll be done in just a minute. I got up the other morning with a young man on my heart. He don't go to this church. I know him. And I said, I don't know why. I just texted him. I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. I knew he was at work. I said, I don't know why. I said, but I woke up with you on my heart this morning. And I want to let you know I'm praying for you. And if you need anything, you can always call me. And that's all I said. And I'm not bragging about me. I'm just telling you. And he texts back and he said, you don't know what that means to me and how much we love you and your family and how your preaching has helped us. And he went on to say some other things. I'm telling you, if God puts it on you, take the opportunity and do it. Let everything else go for a few minutes. And I know I'm preaching to myself. I have a hard time sometimes just letting everything go. But if it's something of God, you better let everything else go just for a few minutes and do what God said to do. Don't miss the opportunity to serve Him, to sacrifice, to do good, to help another brother, another sister, a stranger, a sinner, do good to all men, especially those who are of the household of faith. Do good and communicate. That word communicates in Hebrews again and it literally means if you read it, Study it in its in its original. It means to contribute, to do good and contribute, communicate. He said, "Don't forget that. Don't overlook that. Don't let it pass you by. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it's sin. Lord, help me. Lord, help us." not to miss the opportunities that God sets before us to do good to others. Father, I thank You tonight for this privilege and this time together.